1: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Touchdown Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! What's going on, everybody? Sam here with Nick, Music City Miracles, Titans Unfiltered. Uh, another episode. Uh, I think that you couldn't ask for a better game on Sunday than we got out of our Titans, Nick. I don't know about you, but uh, I, so I went to the game, and I will say that this is the first time, and I know I don't know if you noticed or not, but a lot of people talking about it. It felt like we had like a home field advantage for the first time in a long time.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I had on Sports Radio here and I <clears throat> I've heard multiple callers say that. Um and I wasn't at the game, but I was at the game week 1 and it did not feel that way. Um but I heard, you know, even not even on touchdowns but like after David Long's big hit play like that, like it sounded like the crowd was showing up to support the team. So, um you know, that's what he talked about last week that they needed to have a big game here, you know, it was the Love You Blue weekend and all that. Um so I, I think that's what the Titans need to build on is you know have these good these good games with the fans there showing out, get people to come back. Um but yeah overall it was a pretty solid game. I think the only um you know you said what would you couldn't ask for anything more. The only thing you probably asked for is not having losing the turnover battle by three. But I think if you watched the teams, like it was very clear who was who was the better team out of the two.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, I'd probably say game wise, there's a lot uh, that I would ask for, which we'll get into that Uh, when it comes to the culture of uh, the Titans in a hole and like where they're heading and like how the team kind of performs. Now, it's been a very long time whenever it felt like. Oh, sorry, my my fire alarm's trying to go off in the back. I pray that it doesn't start going crazy, guys. I apologize. But the. uh, Change your batteries, guys. Um The I want to say Take your
0: batteries out. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> I,
1: I want to say. I want to. I, I don't probably, recommend that. That's not yeah, safe. <laughs> no, no. Change. Keep it. Keep it safe. Especially, especially for the kids. But the uh, I would say, like the whole aspect of like coming out. I mean, the tailgatings have been great. It's good to see people back. Mm. When the NFL talked about this being the biggest season ever people uh, may not have grasped, like, exactly what that meant. But, for, like, for me, I feel like that it really meant just the fact that we've been – we missed out on so much last year. And it's crazy because I feel like that last year would have been absolutely bananas because, of, like, we're putting up 30-plus points a game. Mm-hmm. We got all these barn burners. Like, we're coming back from behind. Like, all like Derrick Henry rushing with 2K back-to-back. AJ showing that he's going to be a bona fide stud. Like – and there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it would have been really awesome to see people's reaction to Isaiah Wilson in person. Uh, but there's a there's a lot that went into it. But I, it was awesome, and I'm so glad that there's so many people in the stands for this, so that they don't have to like. Because if they could hear some of the stuff that like I was saying to the referees, there's zero percent chance I wouldn't get kicked out. There's zero percent chance. Because like, but, but no, I, I going back on there. Um, I do think we have to do a better job of getting the turnovers. We've been so close on so many different plays and put ourselves in position to just not finishing. And Mike Rabel said on the Mike Rabel show this week that he uh, he expects us to kind of turn that around. And it's one of his keys that was um, like areas that we have to improve on because we're we're in position. We're just not finishing. Uh, there, There was a few. There's a few dropped interceptions. Uh, we're getting pressure in there to make the quarterback make a couple of bad decisions and we're just not capitalizing on that. But turnovers eventually, uh, if we miss out on that and we're not creating them, I think it's going to bite us in the butt.
0: Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, what was the stat? Um, I don't think the Titans have won um, a game where they lost the turnover differential by three since like 2007, something crazy like that. And it like, I think that kind of got lost in the mix of when we've been, you know, reviewing this game the week after is just how hard that is to do. Um, you know, I think all the points basically that the Colts scored came off, you know, a turnover. Um, so I would like to have seen what the game result could have looked like and what the kind of conversations we'd be having this week. Uh, if, you know, we even went even on the turnover battle, let alone win it. Um, I don't I don't think you know they weren't a turnover heavy team last year. Um, not worried about it this year. I think, you know, one of the Tannehill throws, it's just a clear miscommunication with I can't remember if it was swain or who oh, the receiver went one way, he thought he was going the other. It looked I think it looked it looked awful, but that was a communication error. And the other one off Chester Rogers' chest up in the air. Um and then Westbrook Akine coughing up the, the fumble. I don't – I'm not too worried about it overall. Um, if that's the worst thing that, you know, stuff that like that, that's not going to be repeatable. Um, if that's the worst thing to come out of that game, I think that's okay. Um, <clears throat> I was – you know, I like to see uh, – we talked last week about seeing a continuity of things that we did well in the second half against the Seahawks, doing it again against the Colts. I think we saw that. I thought the offense – um was clicking pretty well we saw Downing moving the ball around I mean Tannehill if I wish he didn't have these turnovers because he would just be I think he's been playing really great this this year and I think the turnovers are kind of masking that a bit um Derek Henry just keeps doing his thing and the defense man they were putting so much pressure on Wentz you know it obviously helped that he was about as mobile as a tree back there but um you know Everybody was having their way with, you know, Eric Fisher is a I think a pro, former pro bowler. And we have Ola, uh, Adonai, I think you pronounce that right, um, coming off the edge from as being a special teamer and just having his way with them. As so as you know, as fans who were starved of any former pass rush last year, seeing guys get close to the quarterback like that, even if they don't sack him, is just a welcome thing to see.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, just <coughs> the uh the amount of pressure that we were able to get over the past like three weeks is, was so non-existent last year. And it's a it's a breath of fresh air to see now. And I think that because of that, because of like the, I don't know if it was a change in scheme or if it's just because of the fact that like, they had to, obviously they knew that we knew it was an issue last year. And it's something that's been worked on a lot in the off season. I don't think that we knew that the people were that are making their impact were going to be making their impact. Which is uh which is fantastic, right? So I mean, David Long, David Long, I want to say probably was probably the best defensive player that we had uh, on Sunday, other than other than our guy. What's his? I I'm I'm gonna try. Ola, that. Ola. That's what we're gonna Ola, call. Keep it but, Yeah, but he was an absolute stud. I mean, Landry was I mean, all
0: over the place. Yeah, yeah. Landry,
1: Landry was making plays. I mean, there's a lot to go into it. I would have liked to have come out of that game without uh without. You know, when you see Brown and Jones like on the sideline in the fourth, it kind of uh, – everybody kind of holds their breath a little bit and they're like, oh, here we go, this, that, and the other. But the, from what I've seen, the wide receiver coach said that, uh, you know, he felt like maybe he was – he was thought he felt like he was asking too much too soon out of uh, Julio, which had a little bit to do with him sitting on the sideline. And uh, I probably would – uh I probably would tell people to kind of not jump too fast uh conclusions and get a little worried when you see them on the injury report like that. We've seen that before. Uh Tom Brady was on the injury report for like 20 years. I mean every Wednesday. It is what it is. Like sometimes it, it, there's certain things that kind of pop up every once in a while. In, in other terms, sometimes it just means rest. You gotta you gotta remember yeah. that from a football standpoint. But it's really easy to uh to hit the panic button too soon. I think the Titans fan base is uh, we're experts at that. But um I do think that everything in that game really, really, went really well. We saw the stat about Derrick Henry and how many more – he's like double the carries of everybody else mm-hmm. in the league. That could go that could go one of both ways. When you're watching the game, you felt like that it'd be hard to – it was kind of hard to believe he had that many carries. because all right, So he had 17 at halftime. And you're like, okay, he's still on pace to, for over 30. So it's still a lot. But – Oh, uh, I mean, there was it wasn't until like midway through like the third whenever he started like really getting because he had seventy yards at halftime. I was watching it because I had a bet that Derrick Henry rushed rush for the most yards this week <laughs> in the NFL. And he did by one did yard. You, yeah,
0: I was gonna say minute, yeah, minute, 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 minute,
1: yeah. Yeah, he had one twelve. But I mean so <laughs> I mean he got going and he busted his he busted his long one and stuff like he was supposed to do. Um but there's um I mean, there's an aspect to it. If you really watch our offense, it seemed like that we were able to get some things going in other ways. I mean, Tannehill had his passing touchdowns, uh, used his legs a little bit. It's funny because he took off. I had just I had just told the lady that I was like, man, I was like, hey, Tannehill can run. Now. He used to be a former wide receiver. Like, it, I was just – because she didn't know. And then next thing you know, like, he's doing all these moves and stuff like that. He, his jukes are a little slow, Tanny. You got to realize that, J- Tanny, you're not young. Yeah,
0: please slide. Please yeah. slide. Like, yeah. dropping the shoulder looks sweet until you break your collarbone, and then you yeah. have to put Woodside out there. Then nobody thinks it's cool. Like, mm-hmm. please, yeah. please just slide.
1: You run across your own safety that's just like, oh, I might be able to get there before he thinks about getting down, yeah. and then pops you one good time, and then you dislocate your throwing arm, then it's a problem. But there's a lot that goes into that um, – Uh, The offense when you're looking at uh, the carries that Henry has. So when you look at that stat, what was your take? I saw you. I saw you talked about it, and you had kind of mixed feelings. You saw it both ways, but
0: yeah, I said I was so torn about it because from like a logical standpoint, you know, this isn't the first year he's done it. We ran him this hard, just just as hard last year, Um, still pretty hard the year before, and then you know he has all the wear and tear from Alabama. Uh, actually, you know, shout out um shoot, was it Malarkey who drafted? No, yeah, Malarkey had him first. Shout out him and LaFleur and everybody in his early years who who sat him behind DeMarco Murray and Deion Lewis saving up saving up uh the, the mileage for us. I appreciate that. Uh, because it would have been a shame to waste all that on bad teams. But right. um, but yeah, it's it's tough because it doesn't seem like that should be sustainable. And I mean. You know, everybody laughed at the at the Darius Leonard, rightfully so, like him getting shook, But he, he like, punched Henry in the head, basically, on that. Like, dude is – he's a monster, but he's taking big hits, too. And, you know, it only takes – you know, you said with Tannehill, one safety, it only takes one guy coming in at the knee to hit it weird. Uh, and then that's, that's that. So, it's – but at the same time, you were watching the offense. That offense is not nearly as effective – without Henry, you can take out the wide receivers, but you got to have Tannehill and Henry in there. And then after that, you know, you can shuffle around the offensive lineman. You can shuffle around your receivers, but the, that's the engine that makes the offense go. So I can't be like, oh, well, let's just, you know, give him 15 carries a game. That Right now that's not going to cut it, but, you know, I'm hoping against, you know, these next couple weeks with, um, you know, some less – Less than imposing opponents that you know. Let's get McNichols some more run. Give Makai Sargent a couple carries. Uh, this is where it's a killer not having Darrington Evans uh, to get in there. But is he coming
1: I back think, this week?
0: I don't think so. I mean, they. I think technically he still could, um, but you know you have to get designated to come back from IR, and they already designated Marcus Johnson and Brady Breeze. So it's kind of like it, well, if they were gonna designate Darrington I feel like they would have done it at the same time but maybe they're you know doing some further evaluations and they'll do it later but I mean Nichols, Nichols
1: carried his weight last year though so I mean yeah he did and this, he had a nice touchdown yeah, last yeah. weekend yeah I so. don't think I don't think that there's not there's like a if now granted the Titans played out there's a competition but if you come out against the Jets and you do what you're supposed to do on defense to kind of shut some of that stuff down and we create mm-hmm. turnovers then somebody like Mendico can kind of get in there and spell it out a little bit. And I mean, even Sargent in a certain situation, I love to. I would love to be in a, uh, in a college slash high school situation where like we're up a certain amount. We know that we can just kind of grind it out and we like Henry can get that little break, you know, like Mm -hmm. that that would be important. Yeah.
0: I I liked having um, like Donta Foreman last year too, because he was a similar back and, like, the Titans like to wear you down. And so having that big back to, you know, go and, like, tire the defense out was big. Now, you know, McNichols and Sargent are, are pretty solid, but they're smaller guys. Um, you know, and that's the drawback, too, of of Henry becoming involved in the passing game. Like, he's just adding – he's adding touches, right? Those are touches he didn't – those are hits we didn't take last year that he came out on that's adding even more mileage. So I'll be interested to see. You know, It is funny. With Vrabel on one hand, he's so concerned with rest and you know keeping health up, but he must just acknowledge that Henry's a freak because he's not worried about overworking Henry. That's not something that he's ever shown. Um, so we'll see. I, yeah, I hope hope they get out to an early lead and let him take a breather because he needs one.
1: What do you think the reasoning was behind? Because Henry worked really hard in the offseason season and it, mm-hmm. on his receiving. What do you think the reason is behind that? There's no way that in his head he was like, all these people talk all this stuff about me, about CMC being able to do this, and that's why he's a better overall back. That can't be a factor, right?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, part of it I think is just progress. Um, Something he's worked – I don't think that's ever been a strength of his. and He's worked on it every year. And I feel like – he's capitalized on early opportunities i feel like last year arthur tried to get him involved and he had a couple drops to start and that kind of changed like okay well we're not going back there i've also thought that downing in these design plays that he's had for henry he's done a good job of getting henry into a spot where he can square up to the quarterback and i feel like if henry um can square up he's he can make the catch but some of the ones that like arthur smith had him running last year were kind of you know where he's on the move, looking over his shoulder, if he's moving, he's having a, he's having a little bit of trouble catching the ball. So I think they're doing a better job of like, even some of those, you know, five foot curl routes, like he's, he's squared up to the quarterback. Like it's easy for him to catch. I think they're I think that's one thing Downing has done is he's thought, you know, I want to involve Henry in the passing game. Let's, I don't want to say handicap him a little bit, but let's make it easier on him and play to what he can do instead of, you know drawing up some of these trick plays that's asking him to make a, a difficult catch. Um yeah. so it's it's been nice to see him used there but yeah it just added to the overall mileage.
1: Yeah. Um I in that game there was um there was a couple moments in there where I feel like the coach had a chance to kind of get some momentum going and we came out in a, in a uh, very important situation and went for two just to go up nine. And I Mm -hmm. felt like that that kind of uh, sealed it. Uh, Those are the type of plays I feel like that can put Vrabel in a position to where people still have to realize that he kind of built his coaching career. The first couple of seasons he was here Remember that I think it may have been two seasons ago where he had those fourth down conversions that he would got to go for. Most most coaches are a little bit more conservative than people were like, yeah, like this. this guy This guy's got the football guy. It's a football guy, and I feel like sometimes that people forget that that's like Rabel's like my, Rabel has never stopped being a football guy. It's just yeah. now the expectation is so high every once in a while that people just got to realize it's the NFL. It's any not Sunday, and I. And I, I, I talked to you about this and I don't know, I, I mean, I'm hoping that I'm completely wrong on it, but for some reason I just, I'm just like, man, like, so Vegas has us at seven point favorites and I feel like that they may just be right. Like I, even though it should be, it should be a woodshed accident, but in my head, I'm just like, for some freaking reason, I just feel like if there was, if there was a game where we would, where we would let somebody hang around uh, even if we come out victorious, like I feel like that—that it's just this week just bothers the hell out of me. I don't know why it shouldn't, but it's because well, it's, it's
0: happened so many times, right? Yeah. Like this—this this is pretty much the same as like the Bengals game last year. I think we're even wearing the same jersey combination. We Someone are. pointed that out. Yeah. Um, the
1: yeah. Bengals—the
0: Bengals are two and one this year and like leading mm-hmm. the AFC North, but last year they had no defense, couldn't do anything. Um, and I think the Titans had just come off a big win and we're going to distancing expected to roll and got beat. So I think it's just something that's happened so much in like you said, any given Sunday <coughs> that um you know you can't feel super comfortable. And it doesn't help too that you know the Colts didn't look um, overly impressive. And you know, I was actually talking about it yesterday. Someone was mad that like you know, the DVO ratings for the titans had them at like 27th like one of the worst two and one teams ever and i'm like yeah i mean i don't like to hear that but look at what the titans have done this year like they got like they got their ass kicked against arizona like do people forget how bad they played like they didn't look anywhere near the same team they did last week first half of um seahawks did could like could barely put up any points gave up huge plays so really, they've had like four good quarters of football thus far, right. yep. and so that you know that's another reason why you can't feel super comfortable. And the Colts weren't, I don't think, a particularly tough opponent. So um, you kind of got to think, how good are they? But like we talked about last week, with this stretch, Colts, Jets, Jags. If you're a good team, you're going to go three and zero. So one down, two to go.
1: Yeah, I mean that was a. Uh... I feel like our lack of being able to win the turnover game doesn't help when it comes to grading out either. I mean, just the, the no. fact that I mean we we give up these crazy interceptions and we give up these we gave up that fumble whenever we're going in to score touchdowns and not taking advantage of those opportunities when you're supposed to. Yeah, like you're gonna grade bad. I mean, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to know. I mean, we were down. We were we were down at one point. Like I mean, the, so that we jumped up early on the coach let them score 10 points in the second quarter when we scored seven. And then we let them, like, we let them score three in the third quarter. It was like, oh, shit, they're going to get close. And then, of course, we score 11 in the fourth quarter to pull mm-hmm. away a little bit and the defense decides to step up. It's that, it's that mindset to where we're going to play in the situation we're in instead of that mindset to where we're going to, like, we want to make a s- statement. Like, we, yeah. we need that game where we like, all right, we're making a statement. We need that We need to come out on the Jets. We need to do the Jets like Denver did the Jets. Like, we need to blank them out, and then we need a game like that to where people are like, okay, obviously the team's serious. The team's for real. Because I don't think that we'll ever crack into that top ten and all these ratings that you see of all these experts on TV and stuff like that until we show that. (laughs) There was a little talk of it last year whenever we were rolling, Uh, but I think because of how bad uh, football we played in our first, like, six quarters of football that people are kind of like, eh, I'm, not, I'm not sold on it yet. And then it doesn't help whenever your two star receivers aren't in the game at the end. And then you're where now people are like, oh, they hurt? Like, we don't know.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, here here's a spin zone. If I'm pretending I'm in on, on the Titans PR, you mentioned statement win. You know, we didn't blow them out. We haven't had that statement win. But in some ways you could argue that that win against the Colts was a statement win. Home game against the division team your two best wide receivers are out you've turned the ball over you've lost the turnover differential by three and you still uh you still cover um, but no you still, <laughs> we you still <laughs> but you still win and you still give the impression that you were the better team the whole way through so you know they did a lot of things wrong and you know even though the Colts made a push like I don't think We've, we've had those games, you know, where you're like, oh, like you can just feel like the other team brewing, like, oh, God, they are They haven't passed us yet, but you can tell that it's coming. I never really got that worried with the Colts. I was just like, yeah, made some boneheaded mistakes, but, you know, the Titans are just not playing them. Yep. So I think it is in a way a statement to beat a division rival like that. In a division rival, we talked about, you know, the Titans having their back up against the wall with Seattle. The Colts had their back up against the wall there to go down to 0-3. and 3. Um, You know, they were desperate playing Carson, plain and simple. Yeah. And um, the Titans, Titans didn't let them have it. You know, they were, you know, guys who would never score, you know, who barely get the ball were scoring touchdowns for them. So was it pretty? Was it like, you know, a dominating performance? No, but I think in some ways it was pretty encouraging.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Rabel said, it wasn't pretty, but it was beautiful. I mean, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, I don't. From I, I would, I would go out on a limb to say that the, uh, the comeback from behind win against Seattle and in a in a game where you know we weren't favored to win and stuff like that was uh, that was like a moment to where we showed that we were capable of doing some things against uh, some really tough opponents because I think that that division that we're playing out there mm-hmm. in the NFC is a little bit. Uh, going to be harder than most competition that we face in the AFC now and yeah. go, looking forward on this schedule. Um, so far in this season, the bills look a lot scarier than the chiefs when it comes down to it. So I feel like when we run into some of that competition, San Francisco is going to be dangerous. They should have beat Aaron Rodgers, but they left Tom clock. big mistake. Uh, I mean, we know what the Cardinals are capable of. We know what the Seahawks were able to do. So, I mean, as we play those teams, uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna get challenged every one of those games. Mm-hmm. The big Monday night game against uh, against Josh Allen and the Bills is gonna be huge because they look like that they literally could just score every single possession that they really want to. So that that I, I, we got to win all our games to get to that game. And in that game, if we if we can't come out of there with a W, if by some chance we just find out that we're just outmatched for that week, we have to at least show that we can compete keep that game close and put ourselves in a position to where, oh, well, if this one thing would have changed, we would have it can't be like the Cardinals where it's like, man, like, Hey, let's go ahead. And uh, let's go ahead and get in the car. You know, that here before traffic gets bad. Like it can't be that. Um, yeah. It has to be one of those things where like, Hey, they were competitive in that they showed that they can at least play with one of the best mm-hmm. in the league. Cause there's a good chance that the bills that uh, the bills coming here, they probably don't lose until they get to us either. So um, it's going to be a battle.
0: Well, yeah, and the Bills are probably salty about the COVID game from last year, right, where we had the – it was like a Tuesday game, right? Mm -hmm. And we just whipped them. So they're probably looking for revenge. Um, I I think the Colts are the team to beat. I mean, um, you know, all these three, you know, Broncos, uh, Raiders, I'm not super worried about them. I I wouldn't push the panic button if I were a Chiefs fan, but they're not looking nearly as dominant as – as the Bills have thus far, because they have the Bills have the defense to match, which uh, Kansas City doesn't right now. Um, but talking about those big matchups, I think, you know, going back to sitting Julio and AJ, like, I think people just are going to have to get used to that this year and in favorable in general. We saw it with Dory Jackson last year, right? Sat him out weirdly until, you know, I, we still don't know what was wrong with him. No, idea. but he, he didn't play but the
1: first ten games or whatever. Hasn't he played every game in New York? Yeah, yeah, and he he's not doing well. Oh but, yeah, um, and Vrabel was like, "Listen, kid, you're just not good." That's how we're seeing yeah. you. Like yeah,
0: maybe that was. I'm some.
1: I'm, I'm saving you money from your yeah. contract next yeah. season. Listen, we're gonna tell people that you're. We're gonna tell people you're injured. Yeah. Like. I talked to you we're going to do you a favor because you're out of here, kid. But who knows? But Yeah, I
0: I don't want to call Vrabel an innovator because you have to see it pay off first. But, you know, we've really seen it happen in, like, the NBA with load management. And I don't think that's what he's doing because, you know, we just talked about how much he's running Henry. But I think he's just being super cautious with key cogs of this team and not – Using them in situations where he thinks he can get by without them. I think like, I, sorry, I think I'll... I think Julio tweaked something at halftime, and it was a conversation. You're like, he's probably like, yeah, I can go, coach. He's like, you talk to the trainer. That's all I need to hear. Like we we got this one. We don't need right. you,
1: right? I don't think you can get away with low management with Henry the same way you can with Jones or Brown. No, because I think that uh, I think that the talk will be a little bit different, and it will be a little bit harder. It's a little harder to do that. Plus, I think that. It, Henry, whenever successful, puts you in a better position to win than successful wide receivers in that position. Especially yeah. when the wide receivers that are scoring aren't even like star wide receivers. You got other people scoring yeah. touchdowns anyway. So Tannehill's in there, and Henry's doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, people are gonna have to people gonna have to realize that that one two punch right there it, is enough to get things done. When Tanny, especially when Tannehill's finding open receivers that are getting open, it doesn't matter who the hell it is as long as they're getting open and he's getting them the ball and then Henry's able to kind of wear it down and get his spots. It worked. Tannehill's very successful when he hit that. And he was hitting a lot of fucking play action on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was getting there. So I feel like that, that is extremely important uh, for the success of this team, like kind of going forward and moving the ball up. And, down. and we had no problem moving the ball. The, uh, there was a lot of random, there was a lot of random penalties that kind of like stalled a couple of drives that could have still been touchdowns too. But we were moving the ball, and I think that that relies on how successful Henry runs the ball and how well uh, Ryan can kind of take advantage of, you know, the defense playing certain certain ways to to have to combat that, especially down in the red zone and stuff like that. It's so hard to score in the red zone as yeah. it But yeah. th- they were finding ways to to make it happen. I mean, I just a couple when we got down inside of the when we got down inside the ten, and we're trying to go in to score. I'm like, it's just. Like, it's so impossible to, unless you can run with Henry on first or second down, he's able to get in. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, everybody, everybody and their moms in the end zone looking for a pass across the middle to like, they, they guard, they're all over that. We had a, I thought that we were going to throw a fade at one point to Jones, uh, but then uh, we ended up not. I think we threw an incompletion and he just threw it out the back of the end zone to somebody. But that is, uh, that's one of the tough situations when it comes to, um, I think maybe five years ago, you throw that, you throw a fade to Julio and then Julio just mosses somebody. But uh, times are different for Julio. So, yeah, maybe, I, maybe, maybe it's just a little tight.
0: I mean, I did. Yeah, I think it's, there's probably something there. I mean, he he's always been banged up his whole career. He's 32. I want to see him catching touchdowns in the playoffs. I don't, I don't need to see him going for 150 on the Jets. And, you know, It can be a a risky game to play, taking out your star players. But as you were just talking about Tannehill and Henry, that's the offense right there. You know, all the offseason, all the one-two punch, Julio and A.J. No, this is Tannehill and Henry's show. And those guys are grade A compliments, but the offense runs through those two. And Vabel is confident that – even if the, the, you know, the complimentary pieces aren't as good as AJ and Julio, that he can still find ways to win. So I think it's going to drive people crazy, but between, you know, his pressers and the information that they're getting and, you know, the last minute starts and everything like that, or the last minute um, announcements that they're, that they're going to sit. Um, I know that'll drive people crazy all year, but you just got to prepare yourself because, if one of those core, especially um, you know, one of these guys that aren't special teamers and our, our our core um
1: man, I trailed off there. Core starters, core maybe <laughs> 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 the cut this, Sam. Yeah. Oh, it's a long day of work. Yeah. Nope, it's ticking. Um, but no, I I, I kind of get what you're saying. The <laughs> role the role player. The role
0: players. I need I need a complimentary player to give me a word, because yeah. I trailed off
1: there. Yeah. But, I mean, those guys being able to make kind of plays are, are, what, are what's going to really get us. I, listen, I I literally – I bitched him moaned about Chester Rogers being the leading receiver, and then he, mm-hmm. I mean, had a great game. I mean, if you take – I mean, there's, there's a couple things in there that he does sometimes that make me like, I don't know, kid. The kid – he doesn't like – we had – uh, Mark Mariani on the podcast a while back, like last year, and he talked about how he never liked the fair catch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for Chester, I'm just like, hey man, you're cutting it, cutting it close maybe. But I mean, he, he he makes it work and maybe he has like that skill set to where like he just has that kind of focus and stuff like that. But it's, sometimes it's a little nerve-wracking. But those supporting guys, man, they really stepped up and they're really making things happen. Getting first go back is going to be huge. I mean, so there's like some, I mean, he was full participation in practice, looks good, looks powerful, looks like whatever was had him shook up, like he's, he's got that got that taken care of. But the goal is just to kind of come back here and just kind of make that things happen. We're not, and I, I've stated this already before, but we can't forget what the identity of this team kind of is. And it is, it is ground and pound, and then it's play action and try to beat you down the field whenever we get a chance to. There's no, there's no, like I saw somebody post, how much do you love seeing the Titans in this? And it was empty backfield. I'm like, I didn't, it didn't really do, us, it didn't do us a lot of good. So what's, what's the matter? Mm-hmm. Like, we're like that's not who we are. So what's the matter? I mean, if that's what you, if that's what you want us to be, then good luck with that. I mean, it's not, it, it didn't win, it hasn't won us any of our games. going empty, going empty, and just throwing the ball all over the place, like Peyton Manning whenever he had no running back whatsoever in, in Indy. That's not what we do. It's not us.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's what Vrabel thinks too, right? Vrabel knows who his team is. He knows what the identity and what they do well. And I I said this when I was uh, talking, uh, I tweeted about how he's overconfident in his team to a fault sometimes. Vrabel thinks, you know, we got our guys, you know, practice squad players this week, but we go in there, we do what we do, we're going to win. Like, he's so confident. And every one of those dudes that they can beat anybody um, that that's why I think he feels okay. Sitting guys like Julio and AJ when other coaches are no, if, if you can, if you can run, you can tough it out. You're going to play. Right. So it's going to be frustrating at times. Um, Who knows if it pays off. Well, we'll have to wait and see there, but I, I think he's being very intentional with what he does and, you know we just can't get all bent out of shape over his oh he's just a little tight all this he's right. he's not going to give you a problem in these pressers about injuries just don't get worried about it man
1: listen for the whole titan fan base until our division proves that they can that they're going to be a threat for us to win the division and get into the playoffs i don't care i don't care if i don't care if Rabel's mom sits like <laughs> everybody can sit if we if if we're able to compete we, we, we already had the game in the bag when they both went to the bench anyway, or we were in a good position, then what is it? Like, it doesn't matter. Put ourselves in a position to where we can get in the playoffs, have those guys ready. I don't care if Julio and AJ have 500 yards receiving for the whole year as long as we lock the playoffs and they're able to go for week one. I don't – like whatever seed that may be, as long as it's hey Titans are in the playoffs, then okay, cool. Then let's get everybody in there, and then let's get ready to go. Yeah. Like that's that's what's important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean that's uh, that like the whole aspect of freaking out about like who's in, who ain't. Like I know how exciting it is to have those guys on the team. I understand the hype was real. We talked about it all, all season. We were ready. We, we wanted to come. We wanted to see the greatest show on turf since the 99 Rams. We understand. <laughs> but at the same time, when Henry is absolutely murdering everybody, he's leading the league in rushing again. He's back on pace to do what he's supposed to do. Enjoy that. You spoiled little kids. Enjoy that. Like we, we are absolutely blessed right now. You, we could yeah. be, the, we could be the Jags. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on.
0: And just just use common sense. Like I was just laughing today watching people with the announcement of Julio, you know, showing up on the injury report with a hamstring. Everybody's like, Oh, I thought he was just tight. Come on, man. Like he obviously got hurt a little bit. Like yeah I mean, and you know what? Did Vrabel even lie? He said he was tight. Hamstrings get tight. That's probably what it was. Like I just people put so much you get so worked up about it. Like just think about it common sensely. Like they, they, Rabel knew that they could win with Julio and they did without yep. Julio and they did. Yep. And so, if, Rabel if thinks they of... can win without the Jets, so he'll sit him. Rabel thinks they can beat the Jags without him. He's going to sit him. Right. Save him, save him for the Bills where we probably can't beat them without him or AJ. <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't, you know, this isn't complicated. Uh, no, no, I don't know why
1: people get so worked up about it. Use your head, guy. I, if I get up at, if I wake straight up out of bed and I am like, I'm decided, oh, I'm gonna work out today, and I don't stretch, and I go and try to squat about three fifty, yeah, I'm gonna be a little tight. I <laughs> might pull. I might. Man, I'm yeah. gonna pull the shit out of everything that I got. But yeah, while I pull it, yeah, I'm a little tight. Hell, I'm, yeah. I'm old. I'm I, he's 32. I'm 32. Yeah. I ain't no way. There ain't no way. Sam's yeah. on
0: rest all the time. I, want,
1: <laughs> I, 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 I stay. I'm on our every week. Nick's like, Hey, you want to do this podcast, man? I don't know. I'm tight. Like, but I'm here. You know, why? Because yeah. I stressed it out. where We are like, it happens. It happens. People like when you like people got to realize that you got older people yeah i mean listen jay rice was a wide receiver in the league whenever he was what he was 40 right he was like 40 or something like that. Mm-hmm. but jay rice also was he was super into his play, his pliability and he, like he he was he stayed thin and ran heels uh, julio and aj there's a lot more pounds of muscle on those guys than there was on jay rice Their build a little different Mega, i guarantee you if megatron would have kept playing he would have had some games where he's tight and when you're built like that you're tight to go go look up a picture of tom brady in his earlier years when he was winning the boats and look him up last year and look how look how much more thin and he he looks like he may be a little bit more fragile it ain't what that is that is him making sure that his body can my
0: ability baby yeah
1: Just he's stretching he's- he's more susceptible. Like if you hit him, he's able to get, his body is able to get in positions to keep him from having to be on the, on the sideline. Cause he keeps himself loose. Like that's, that's
0: a lack of tomatoes. He's eating. That's the key. Yeah, to no, I, in too many tomatoes.
1: No, no accident, Brainy. <laughs> yeah. TB, TB 12. It needs to be for Julio, but I mean, it is what it is like that. Like that's what people got to realize. And that I think that sometimes we forget uh, it's, It's it's the hardest thing in the world being an NFL being on the NFL roster. Like these guys literally are throwing themselves at each other at high speeds and taking all kind of hits and twisting in all kind of ways. Like come on,
0: man. This this is this is bad audio here, but do you remember did you see Tariq Cohen's retweet? He like tweeted a TikTok of like this fat guy on the couch eating an ice cream cone like when, oh god he's just like what a loser like watching that watching the nfl players play and I, I mean that is true I'm i'm sitting on my couch eating a plate of nachos just like oh, i can't believe aj's hurt again uh, and then like I, I pull my calf getting up to go to the bathroom so like i mean I, 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 we just gotta yeah we gotta people are and probably straining their thumbs tweet not all these hot takes just
1: chill out yeah guys. Listen, i mean half have the half of the people i see tweeting have to have calluses on their thumbs right now oh, literally yeah. literally putting cracks on their screen on their glass screen protector because of the fact that they tweet so fast and so hard about how i can't believe this like come on man like give it a break by the time like by the time julio with aj sat you were already about six beers deep you would already ate about 15 wings and you were like just, just give it a break man these are professional athletes and there are professional athletes and they have us at two and one and you're literally going yeah on. I, yeah sometimes it gets crazy i feel like sometimes that we should have a whole segment on here about what's new on titans twitter because sometimes we get out of hand every day can't <laughs> every day can't be literally a knockdown, down drag out fight like you guys are killing me All right and i feel like i would be so much more we'd be so much more popular on twitter And our podcast would be, we probably get a lot more listens just for negative feedback, uh, which I don't have the time for. But if we just like literally just found somebody and just attacked them every week, that's always because it's just so easy. It's so easy to be so negative all the time. But we're two and one. We're leading the division. We have the leading rusher in the league. Ron Tannehill looks freaking fantastic. And we have somebody whose name you can't even spell catching touchdowns on Sundays. Like, what are we doing? Like I mean, yeah, there's just no reason, no reason to be negative. We're gonna go in here. We got Zach Wilson, who looks like he ju- he's a, he literally is a son of a, a, one of the members of Backstreet Boys. Get out here, get pressure on him, get some interceptions, get some turnovers, and I mean, we'll keep rolling. We'll still yeah. people still find something to complain about, but the the fact of the matter is is that the team is literally, even though this time last year we were undefeated. There's certain things that we're doing this year that are so positive compared to how last year was mm-hmm. we I mean, we got we're probably getting we're probably already more than halfway to beating our sack total from last year uh, mm-hmm. i mean there's there's so many things that are going on like we, we're we seeing depth in the linebacker department the and the defense alignment that we there's defense alignment we never expect to show up that are making plays um, kevin byer kevin byer doesn't look like he just everybody's just picking on him anymore mm-hmm. like there's so many things that are going on that we gotta we have to realize that that this team is super close the Chiefs look beatable Tampa Bay just got manhandled LA is super dangerous glad we don't have to play like I'm I don't not looking forward to that but yeah. uh there's <laughs> there's a lot that there's a lot of good uh with this team this year mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that I, like i said i i'm hoping that we can get one of those statement wins just to kind of um just to ease everybody's mind a little bit and show like how dominant' teaches there's no reason that we shouldn't dominate the jets that's what that's kind of what i'm getting yeah. at. and we know yeah. what we know what the jags have so
0: yeah so talking jets you know to our listeners we've been good about having guests on thus far but between you know first of all we don't know like a lot of we like having people on who can talk about their team. We don't know a ton of Jets people, but I also didn't want to necessarily have a Jets person on because I couldn't think of any good questions besides, like, so, like, tell me how bad it is. Because I don't know if Titans fan realize, like, just how ugly the Jets have been this year. And so I'll get to that. Uh, I have some good stats here in our stats section later. But th- this is a team, even if we don't have our top two wide receivers, that we should be, They have struggled badly and adding on a rookie quarterback who's prone to make mistakes like this is one we should not lose a turnover battle uh that's one of the main things i want for the this this game um but i think the big difference this year between last year you know everybody kind of we talk about the titans ptsd losing to the bengals i don't think the defense last year could be counted on whatsoever i think the defense this year has shown that they can pressure the quarterback They can stick with their man. We have a lockdown corner in Christian Fulton and lockdown corner goes so far in terms of how successful a defense could be, um, that I feel like even if our offense isn't firing on all cylinders, that they can do enough to help us win the game. And I don't think that was the case last year. We go up every third down. We let anyone and everyone pass all over us. I don't think that's the case again this year. Um, which is why, uh, you know, every game last year I went into like no matter how good the offense is, we're in danger of losing because our defense. I don't think that's the case this year. I think that the defense might even carry the offense uh, a couple games here down the stretch as some of our guys get healthy. So um, you know, like you said, at any given Sunday, anything can happen. Wilson can find lightning in a bottle this week, but um, I don't think you should feel wrong for being confident that the in the Titans chances.
1: I mean, the I mean the way I look at it, Christian Fulton. I feel it's finally getting to a point to where he feels a little bit more comfortable with uh, the defense. He feels comfortable in like how the speed of the game and stuff is going, <coughs> and I think that um, I think that's part of the issue now. And I've seen uh, a lot of uh, people praising this kid. Who I mean, he ha- I think he's like twenty three or twenty four he's only been in the league of like a couple years. And the problem with today's NFL is, is that if you get drafted super early, you're supposed to be able to not develop. You're supposed to already be an NFL. Mm -hmm. Whenever that used to not be the case. So now I, there was every hall of famer had moments where like they progressed as they kind of went along and became like great. And, Mm -hmm. If I, if there was a little bit more patience with some of these kids where they can kind of get in and get their feet wet, then, I, that, yeah, they're going to – some of them, the greats will kind of rise. The, the cream rises to the top, and I feel like Fulton's found – he's finding his game. He probably would have been a first-round draft pick if it wasn't for – being nicked up and all this stuff that went on with him, and I feel like now he's kind of gotten to the point to where he's like, all right, you know what? I know exactly what's working to get some of these top receivers and what's not. He said in an interview today, he wants to be the guy that gets to get, that gets to guard the top guy. And there's a lot of Titan fans right now that in their head they're like, yeah, it should have been Farley. He's, he's a rookie too. Like, come on, guy. Like, <laughs> I, like let like this. So, like, Christian Fulton is should be that guy. That's who we're like, all right, this is your assignment. Make this happen. Like, like get on this guy, lock him up the best You can, we'll give you a little safety up over the top. And that, and that's, that's the stuff that works. So I I think that I'm not, I'm saying we shouldn't be surprised that Christian Fulton is finally becoming the athlete that he, that he thought that he was supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. I think that as we progress into the season, is he going to make some mistakes? Yes. And that's going to be, and I don't want to jump on him too hard being like, well, guess, he, guess it wasn't him after like one game, whenever he's been like locking everybody up. They said he's Christian. Uh, he's a, a Fulton County jail. It's says like, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if he's locking people up, let him lock them up. But, yeah. but uh, it's Shane has to make sure you don't put him in a position where like, it's like, yeah, Fulton's locking him up. All right, go one-on-one uh, do press coverage. Uh, and uh, against uh, Stefan Diggs and we're not going to give you any help over the top. I'm going to tell you how that's going real quick. And I don't want to hear any, I'm not trying to hear any complaints if he gets cooked against Stefan Diggs. If that's that's the game plan, throw that out. But that, but it's a lot harder to play defensive back in the NFL against top bar receivers. You know, the receiver is always going to have the advantage in that standpoint, unless you're, and I mean, unless you're like one of these guys that have just been different, like, you know, Revis was different in his time. Deion Sanders was different in his time. But even those guys had some battles. I mean, Jerry Rice was able to he was he cooked Deion plenty of times. So there's certain there's certain situations where you have to kind of realize, OK, you can help us to a certain standpoint to where we can focus on other areas of the field, but to a certain extent. So I'm, I mean, I'm proud to see that this kid is actually showing up. He's doing his thing because he had large aspirations and he, he he's he was supposed to be doing well and he is doing well. Uh, that I feel like he's doing what Adore Jackson couldn't get done, and we should be we should be pumped about that.
0: You think he clamps Corey this weekend?
1: I think he won't have to worry about clamping Corey this weekend because Zach Wilson. Can't make Corey look as good <laughs> as Ryan Tannehill did. Now I'm serious yeah. because of the fact that it's so hard for Zach Wilson to uh, to go through his progression because a the Jets defensive line they're like they might they, they all should be bullfighters because they'll ole the shit out of you they'll let you they'll let you through if they see some kind of stunt then they got no idea what's going on. Yeah. B Zach Wilson is gonna he he gets so he lo- he looks like a 12 year old and then he gets he he looks as scared as one whenever people are coming in his face he just he just tossing it up He's probably that's who gonna, we should
0: have had on was that that jets kid the 12 year old that's who our who our guest Oh my been. god
1: that guy just had, the, him,
0: just had him shit on his team for 30 minutes Oh my minutes. That god that would have
1: been, would've been yeah.
0: podcast gold
1: the Walmart DK Medicap oh yeah. my <laughs> god Kid is an absolute stud. It, it it amazes me how many kids that are under, like, the kid's probably 13. And he, yeah. probably, he had better commentary than, like, <laughs> any of us could ever right. have a game yeah. to be able to go viral like that out of nowhere. Just hilarious. But, I mean, that's the life. I feel like that's just the life of every Jets fan. You can could, you could hear in his voice, he's not even 16 yet, dead inside. Like, I mean, that's, that's like all Jets fans. I'm a huge uh, Gary Vaynerchuk guy and he's a big mm-hmm. Jets fan and his his whole aspiration was one day I'm going to buy the Jets one day, but it's a, it's a long game it's a long game and that I've, I've never understood I'm like but I feel like you had the money where you could probably make a deal now I'm just like no wonder he's just wait. you're going to get him on the low yeah. like he's going to get right. him on the yeah
0: wait, wait like, for that to drop
1: <laughs> yeah one more uh, he gets some kind he of gonna, he's going to be he's close to it he's going to be like yeah like it's not even going to cost me all my money to buy this team at, at this rate I mean Woody's gonna have to sell this thing off super cheap. His kids aren't they're not gonna want it. Like I and mean, it's just it's crazy. But I do feel like that that I Wilson may try to force it to Corey a little bit. So Corey may he may get his stats a little bit in this game. Uh and I feel like that uh I know that it's been talking it's been talked about in the locker room, I'm sure, just because I know that um the Jets head coach being as fiery as he is, he's probably like, they didn't want you. Like, nah, nah, another heel. <laughs> I know how football coaches get, try to make it personal, yeah. but it does no good when you don't have any kind of scheme to make it work. But What what are they supposed to do? Because we literally could double team Corey Davis and try to make this kid do it anywhere else. I just don't know if he can do it, Like, but at the same time, it's the same situation. Not every rookie that comes in the NFL is gonna be great. Peyton Manning threw 20 interceptions mm-hmm. his rookie year. So uh, I, Zach exact Wilson's on pace now. He might he might blow that up, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean he's got seven. I mean, he's
1: he's I mean, up <laughs> to a good start. He might he's, 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 he's a, gonna give him a run for his money. He's, he's got a, the extra game. He said, Peyton who let me show you, let <laughs> yeah. me show you something. I'm going to Hall of Fame for sure. But I there are more
0: interceptions year one, means <laughs> I'll be better than Peyton for the rest yeah, of my
1: career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't the difference between the, the difference between those situations were is that neither guys had a team around them to kind of help them get to the where they needed to get, but Peyton already had the skills. And Wilson made some great plays in college, but at the same time, the level of competition in the SEC and what where do you get to BYU? you like yeah come on man like that we're talking about he peyton was already playing nfl guys all season
0: and he blew up during the COVID year which i just think was like a, a strange year for a lot of those teams like most of them hadn't practiced regularly all that kind of stuff i mean the dude the dude is behind the eight ball his like you said his offensive line is super porous he's he's getting crushed he's you know I don't think he's got a super great receiving core. No offense, Corey, like you're, you're a solid receiver, but outside of that, like this, he's not like, he was never a guy who's going to come and take over a game. Right. Nope. Um, he, he didn't have that kind of um, dynamic play to him. Um, and then, you know, his defense is not like, staying on the field, you know, and doing their part. And they just lost Marcus May, who is probably their only defender. I, I could name before we went into this game uh cj mosley those are the two that's all i got um so they lost one of the two uh solid players they had there and it's 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 a rough situation and you know they've got a new um offensive play caller and little Lafleur. Um it's tough. And you know, I don't know how Jets fans do it. Like how many quarterbacks have they gone through now? I mean, I guess there is some relation there to the Titans fans. We're, we're on we went through three top ten picks and yep. uh found a journeyman to finally take us take us there. So maybe they need to trade for like Teddy Bridgewater next year or something. Like maybe that's what they they need to find their own Tannehill. You gotta
1: figure um, it
0: out. It's but figure it out. I, I think this would be a good time to transition into the stat sheet, you know, as we're talking about how how bad the jets are. I think it'd be good to, to put some numbers next to it to help. understand. I was, just, so, I was just
1: about to ask because I know because of the fact that like nobody that hears this knows anything about what's going on with the jets. I guarantee you. So I'm dying to hear. <laughs> what you know.
0: All right. first one's from ESPN. The jets offense hit a 45 year low point after week three with the shutout to loss to the Broncos. The jets have only scored 20 points this season. That's tied for the fewest through three games in franchise history. Jeez. The Jets also did this in 1976. Joe Namath's final season in New York. So he, like he, well, he
1: was just drunk <laughs> he was drunk there. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't know where he was. <laughs> no uh, idea. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, they they have not scored any points. So again, where I have confidence in the in the defense is um something is gonna have they're gonna have to do a complete 180 out of nowhere. Um the Jets offenses to like do anything of value. So I, I think um, let's see, transitioning here. Um, let's see. So this is, um, yeah, we were just talking about the quarterback. So Rich Semini from ESPN said, Wilson became, the third Jets quarterback to throw at least six interceptions in in his first three starts. <laughs> the other Jeez. two are Geno Smith and Glenn Foley. Like he's, So he's got seven oh. right now. Oh. Uh, oh. Glenn, Glenn oh. Foley, 1996. Oh oh. Good old Glenn. Everybody remembers oh him, God.
1: right? No, no. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the offense is – I'm just going to keep going. It's from Elias Sports. The Jets were the only team to never hold – Last year, the Jets were the only team to never hold a lead, a lead in the first three games of the season. Uh, they repeated that this year, which marks only the second time in the past forty years a franchise never led in their first three games in back-to-back seasons.
1: That is absolutely bananas. <laughs> I, guarantee, I guarantee you. That, I guarantee you, they get a field goal first drive against. Oh
0: team. yeah. Oh, that, that's like the. I'm definitely taking a prop bet for first <laughs> first points. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, just go three nothing, and then if that
1: thing <laughs> if that <laughs> thing is if that thing is plus six hundred or more, just go ahead and throw. If you got just find twenty five dollars somewhere, just put it on there. You could put it. You could put another on the Titans one to kind of balance yeah. it out if you need to. But throw twenty five bucks on there. because it's gonna pay. It's got to. Yeah,
0: that, that, I mean, there's enough Titans bad luck for that to happen. But yeah. all these stats are just to like. I don't I don't think Titans fans have realized just how bad the Jets have been. Um, and I mean to add on top of that, you know, those are more in-depth stats, but um for as bad as um you know Ryan Tannehill, let me see where right here, um, as he's gotten hit, the jets are actually um ahead of them in sacks allowed. I think they've given up the most sacks well, They gave them more sa- they gave
1: more sacks than the bears.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Let me see here. I'll get the actual stat. Um
1: no wonder Matt Nagy uh gave up gave up all those sacks last week. He's like, hold my bear might be the worst. He <laughs> might be he might he may be the worst coach in the NFL like when it comes. all
0: right to- yeah so through three games the Jets have given up 15 sacks tied with the Bears. There we go. So you know, as bad as, as Tannehill's has gotten rocked, he's only been sacked 10 times <laughs> by comparison. And the Titans kind of had the way with the Colts offensive line last week. They've given up eight. So the Jets have given up twice as, basically twice as many sacks as that Colts offensive line that we just had our way with. I, I think there's really just going to be mismatches all throughout the field the Titans, the only way they, they lose this is if they, you know, lose the turnover differential, like by four, I think that's what has to happen. You know, crazier things have happened to Titans games, but you know, we can fret about not having Julio, not having AJ. Titans are the better team, man. It's it's just, it is what it is.
1: We should handle it. I mean, it should be handled. There's no reason it should be handled. Um, uh, which is probably why I have that uneasy feeling that may, yeah. may just be it. Right. It that, yeah. It makes
0: you even more nervous, right?
1: Yep. It may just be it. I mean, but there's there's simple things that have to happen in this game for us to be able to kind of come out of here with a W. And I mean, and as we talk about that uh, before I get into the two minute warning here, and kind of talk about the keys to the victory. What I will say is, um, I I have to say that whenever I look at this team and I look at, and we're three weeks in, so yeah, um, usually we'd be able to say that we were a quarter of the way in, but not now. Uh, I will say that a, it is extremely impressive the work and the durability that Henry's been able to show kind of on his body, especially because I always make fun of how small his legs are. For, for some reason, this kid is just made different. B, mm-hmm. B, uh, Tannehill has just found a way to fit in this office, to fit this game and to make this thing his own. And, when it comes to being a QB one, if you're not excited about the fact that this guy's kind of leading the helm and he's like, to me, he is like the El Capitone, even though Derrick Henry is like the workhorse and like the MVP of the team. And like one of the voices uh, Tannehill just has a way of just making you feel like that's like QB one. When you think about that, like that's that guy for us. And we should be extremely excited about that and B. We don't have one selfless or selfish player on defense. Everybody's so selfless. They're so driven to want to improve and to stop those third down plays. And now on third down, I catch myself kind of leaning up, getting fired up for it because I feel like that, you know what? I feel like that more that we're going to get off the field than, all right, just don't give up a deep throw. Now I feel like, all right, let me see if we're going to get some pressure and get after this quarterback because we're we're bringing some kind of blitz and we're able to kind of make something happen up front. And that's an exciting feeling. It's exciting when the defense can peel their ears back and kind of get at you a little bit. And I saw where last week that you were like, yeah, I feel like the Carson's uh, Carson's inability to kind of move around, like we're peeling back a little too much. And there was a couple of times where Carson was able to kind of take advantage of that because Carson can still sling the rock. But I feel like if we're able to kind of take, that same mindset a little bit like in this game against that Wilson he may give us a chance for that turnover so I'm pumped that we even can pin our ears back and get back there at all so that's, <laughs> I'll take it. that's new so that was big for us but uh all in all I think that this team is uh is giving us something to be excited for and it, I it, it is very very exciting to be part of a fan base where we have something to get excited for every week. And I think that we can't take that for granted. It's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, when you log on to Twitter next time and you think about complaining about Rabel's, you know, unproductive pressers or, you know, why isn't Caleb Farley starting or seeing Isaiah Wilson start somewhere else? Just think about those jet stats that I just listed off and remember that it could be a hell of a lot worse
1: up a lot worse well as we go into this week I'm going to use my two minute warning and break down I'm going to break down three things that I think have to happen in order for us to keep the train rolling as we keep moving forward hey all right. now hang on let me me gather my thoughts here before I do this here Uh, alright so two minute warning I'll start that now so first of all First off, in this game, I know for a fact that what we're going to want to do is we're going to want to tr- – we, we want to pressure Zach Wilson in order to make him cause some mistakes. I think that that is exactly what should happen, and we have to find a way to come out of this game with a turnover. <clears throat> not having these turnovers in these positions to where we're getting back there, we're making the quarterback force some mistakes and then not taking advantage of it, that has to stop. I promise you there will be big-time games – that we are all watching that if we don't make those plays that we're gonna lose those games and it's gonna come down to turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. John Madden once said, you win the turnover game, you win the game. And I I promise you, we have to find a way to correct those mistakes. B, because of the fact that the Jets have been so bad and they've been able to be blanked out uh, against Denver, I think I would like to kind of get up a little bit early and I'd like to see Tannehill kind of have him a, have him a day the way he throws for about three touchdowns. And hopefully we can get in a position where we can kind of lighten. I don't want to lighten Derek's load a ton, but I would like to keep him around like that 22 carry mark. Uh, I'd like to keep him under 30. Uh, I'd love to get it to a point to where those, uh, those supporting guys that run the ball, McNichols has to show up. Sergeant get him in there, let him make a couple plays. But let's um, let's take advantage of the next couple of weeks to kind of give, him. I understand that Derek Henry is going to go see his kids uh, in two weeks. And it's important when every time he goes to Jacksonville to make sure that he gives them all presents because he doesn't pay <laughs> his child support like he's supposed to. So I want him to show up, he gets Jacksonville and know what he's supposed to do there um, to get his yards. And I I know everybody wants him in the game to make sure he gets his two K, but let's, let's get him, let's get him going early. Let's try to build a league. Let's let Tannehill kind of swing it a little bit and maybe get to a point to where we can lighten the load. Just a tad. Um and then also I wanna see I wanna see our linebackers really, really uh be aggressive, uh, not only in the run game, but also whenever they're able to kind of blitz the A gaps a little bit. I really want them to make the pocket. Uh, collapse really fast to make Wilson kind of bounce out to the outside. And then I want a really good edge rush by our guys in order to kind of eat a little bit. No reason we should come out of this game with less than four sacks. And I think that that is going to be the goal for this game. I don't really have any, those aren't really keys to victory. The keys to victory are us us showing up on Sunday and playing the way that we should play. Uh, But those are three things that I want to see going forward for us to keep improving as a team. So that's what I have for the two-minute warning. Um, yeah, it's, like I said, whenever we're kind of talking about this, it's really hard to kind of go into all the keys to victory and stuff in a game where uh, in your head, it just kind of like, you know, I, it just seems asinine to sit here and just kind of find reasons why we can lose the game. For me, I feel like the only reason that I'm uneasy about it is just because how bad the Jets are. And I feel like that we really should just go in there and it should be one of those games where like we get to see a couple plays from players that are still trying to develop and can make plays. And uh, I want to come out of there. I, I really would like to come out of there and just I want it to be born. And I want it. I want it to be kind of just never lose control of it. Just get it over with and get ready for Jacksonville, which is always fun. And Derek Henry stay healthy? I want everybody healthy, want everybody to kind of rest up if we can and just kind of go in that rope uh it's the NFL so at the end of the day i i don't know if the jets will go 0 and 17 0 and 17 is pushing it they're playing like they could go 0 17 but it is it's still the NFL so there's no overlooking them that's why i say that's why i say come out very very aggressive like you're trying your best to kind of score as soon as possible and as much as possible and just like, and then whenever you look up and you see that you're kind of up 21 points, then you can be like, Oh, well, all right. Now, now I feel a little bit better, but not go in there and be like, all right, let's try to run some, let's try to like kind of grind it out, have a game plan, like do all this, that and the other, because then you give them the chance. Cause I do think, I do think they're, uh the jets are going to be playing with a little bit reckless abandon because like, why not? Like let's, let's try to sling the rock over the Titans head and hit some of those plays that the Seahawks got. Like they're going to watch tape. They saw Tyler Lockett burn you guys deep. Like they know, they know what, they know what's possible. The only difference is they don't have Russell Wilson. So if you get in his face, then man, maybe he'll make a mistake.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things that you're right. It's said any, any given Sunday, but if the Titans are going to lose this game, it's going to be on their own account, either making dumb mistakes that result in big plays turning the ball over. I really think that's what it comes down to. So, um, you know, like we said, not only are these the teams you're, you're, you're supposed to beat, but these are the teams you should have clean games against and not make it hard on yourself. So, um, you know, I don't know if we'll see a statement win like you were hoping for, um, but that's kind of what I'll be looking for. I, I want to see a clean game, no big mistakes, don't give the Jets a door in any way, shape, or form. Just go in there and do what you're supposed to do. What do you,
1: what do you think? 34-14? 38-10. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that, I, I, that. <laughs> Uh With Westbrook, Akina goes for over 100 yards. Big day for him. No, it'll be. I do kind of want to see, like, these B-level guys. Like, who's going to step up? Like, man. I'm pretty sure Marcus Johnson's a figment of my imagination. Like, he's like my imaginary friend. I don't. I've heard rumors of him from pre like you know camp. He didn't come yep. out in preseason game, so he might play. Uh, Reynolds has been on um, inactive, so he might yep. get in there. Yep. Who knows? Maybe Mason Kinsey's a call up. I don't know. We'll see. Let's, Mason, let's have fun with it.
1: Mason Kinley's my guy, man. He's the only Titan that he's the first Titan that I talked to whenever he came into Nashville trying to find a place to stay. I was trying to help him out, but he's uh he's a guy. He's he's my guy. I would love I. I would love to get up enough to where like he can get in there and just make a few catches and get kind of going. I don't know about, I, the only thing is is there's no reason that Westbrook Westbrook's going to show up. I mean, he's got, like, he's, he's shown that he has a knack for finding a way to run really good routes in the red zone. So yeah. I think that's a big body. Yeah. Yeah. People may need to realize that uh, we made, a, I know we made a lot of, he was a butt of a lot of jokes at the very beginning. Like, it's going to be our, but in the red zone, you might want to realize that this guy may be productive. Well,
0: I feel bad for him too, because aren't Titans fans supposed to be obsessed with undrafted wide receivers? You think? And like so? he got he got the short end of the stick. I guess it's because there was like a slight rumor he could be like a wide receiver too, um, and everybody turned on him. But he's usually the kind of guy that everybody loves, and he missed out on that. So I'm I'm officially starting the Westbrook Akine fan club um taking applications he, everybody he, hop on the bandwagon
1: he scored a touchdown in this game and i guarantee you more people hop on the bandwagon
0: yeah let's get it rolling nick let's yeah. do it and i did look sam so first scoring play type home field goal plus 350 so
1: 350 i'll throw yeah. i'll throw 50 bucks at it just <laughs> to see what happens just to see mm-hmm. what happens. All right, 50 bucks pays a lot on that, I guarantee you. <laughs> but we'll see what happens, man. But uh all right, guys, like listen, uh any way you listen to podcasts, be sure you subscribe, hit five stars on here. Uh follow uh follow us uh at at Unfiltered Titan on Twitter. Uh we love we we love to chat. We'll be engaged as much as possible. Obviously, you can find me and Nick. Uh if you listen to this, you obviously know who we are. Uh but I'm I'm looking for a uh let's just I know that it's going to be really hard for us to kind of get up for this game, but let's definitely make sure that we're ready. A lot of fans, a lot of big fans that are going to be out there for the game in, um, in New York that we got out there. I know, I know our, uh, our dear friend Sal's going to be up there. He's going to be cheering it on. We got a, a New York Titan up there. So he's going to be at the game. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be up there. The Titans are going to be disruptive up there and just like we were in Seattle. So uh, we're gonna we travel we're traveling well that's what happens when you're successful but let's go out here let's get this let's get this win let's enjoy it get ready for the Jags there's no week Nick that's better than Jag hate week so I'm oh, definitely yeah. looking forward to the smack talk that happens next week the Jags obviously they'll probably be a little bit quieter especially if they come out and lay another egg who's the Jag who's the Jaguars play this week you know.
0: Uh oh! They're playing tomorrow. I'm playing the Bengals. It doesn't matter. It's a loss. But uh
1: yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Of course, it's the
0: Jags on an ugly Thursday night game. That's, that's gross, their specialty, dude. Gross.
1: So. Nobody wants to watch that game, but I guarantee you, the the Bengals covering that game, and I probably will have money on that one.
0: I probably oh, yeah. I already I already bet on the Bengals. So. Yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, Joe Burrow's gonna have a comeback game. He's gonna be lighting it up. Uh, yeah, I, I I will say this. I do think that uh, before we go, I will say that the Jaguars underperformed the way that I thought they were going to with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, they they were so the, I thought that squad could have been great, and I don't think Travis Etm being out helped. So I think that he no. would have I think he would have been productive, but uh, oh well. Uh, and, and about you know about 25, 30, 40, 50 years, the Jaguars are they'll be a be, uh, five hundred. Um, But yeah, we'll be back next week Uh, We love you guys And until next time, tighten up Tighten up